Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. This is the Grandmother Stories Podcast. If you enjoy these episodes and you're looking for more content like this more often, check out Stone Song Wisdom at katherinematheson.substack.com. Episode 25 When Worlds End, Part 2 The Waning This is the second episode of a six-part series to be told on each full moon and each new moon through January, February, and March 2024. Dear grandchildren, we are on a journey together in remembering the events that ended the age of magic and the diminishing of the world as it once was. This telling is coming from one who was present during these events, and this work has been committed to the sole memory of your guide on this journey. For the warnings and learnings that we lived through together in that past age are now echoing down the pathways and the lines and the dimensions in a vibration of resonant memory, in a harmony that will be familiar to those of you who lived then, too, because you may also have breathed in that life and gathered your own soul memories of this time. There will be a moment on this journey when all things shift, when change occurs, and when all things are unwoven and then rewoven. But we have not yet reached that moment in this tale. Before we can see it and know it and feel what it meant to all the generations who came after in all the long ages of the world, we must first stand on the ground with our revered ancestors, 60 years earlier. And so, here we stand with them, in the rare, pale sunshine of a cold morning in the late part of winter. We stand with the 618 souls gathered in the wood chant. King Tig is the head of five clans, and on this day he is hosting four kings from the other clans of his people. There are many wisdom keepers, light weavers, wayfinders, and truth speakers here this morning, and most have traveled for several days to attend this gathering. King Tig has just spoken the touchstone words, shifting the path of the people to the pathways of ending acknowledging the world will be reset for the next ones, the ones who will follow. Sheree is standing with her two sisters near the back of the crowd. She is the youngest, while Triesa, the oldest, is on her left, and Linnea is on her right. Linnea and Sheree are both students of the Druid school in year 15 and 13, respectively. Triesa has recently completed year 20, and she has begun the next stage of her training as a law keeper. Linnea holds a deep talent for scrying and dousing, and Sheree is certain she will be accepted into the ranks of the farseers. As for herself, Sheree is hoping to be accepted as one of the Merlin students to continue her studies in star lore, star mapping, and star travel. All thoughts of the future have shifted, however. With this news, like every other person present, Sheree is reeling. When the Merlin began to speak, Sheree felt some comfort in his voice and in his presence. And when he spoke about their deepest work, she actually began to feel better. 
He told all the Wisdom School students this saying often, and she'd heard it so much she found herself repeating it with him now along with all the other students who were present. Holding your light steady while worlds end is the deepest work you can do, she said, feeling glad when she saw him smile as he heard his students saying the words with him. And then, one by one, each of the many star cousins who were there began to step forward to speak. Teresa let go of Sheree's hand and wrapped her arms around herself as she listened. Sheree found herself wishing for her parents. Both were gone. Her father had died just after she was born, and her mother had been lost to illness in the past year. Sheree leaned into Linnea, putting her cheek on her shoulder and then arching her neck to stare up at her sister. Linnea put an arm around Sheree and then smiled at her. This is a moment that will be spoken of for a thousand years, she whispered. Every person here will be asked to remember each word that is spoken so that it can be set into the remembering. It is her way of asking Sheree kindly to stay focused. Sheree smiled back at Linnea before returning her attention to the representatives of the Seven Galaxies. The star cousins were standing in a semicircle facing the crowd. The first to speak introduced himself as Brother Mul Mul, saying his true name is unpronounceable in our language. We will begin by explaining star patterns and portents, measurements and signs to help you understand why the wise ones have concluded the world as we know it is ending, he said. In the pattern teachings, the first premise is that a pattern repeats endlessly with regular expected moments within ever-moving cycles. It is our life's work to measure the patterns and the way they fit into the great pattern of all things. These patterns within patterns show themselves to us as the great plan of the universe, and they hold the intentions of Source. Now another star cousin speaks, introducing herself as Yat Nem. She explained the 90-year cycle that is part of the knowing, connected to the brightest star in the sky. When the patterns change, change can affect the lives of everyone, everywhere in the universe. This is why each galaxy has its wise ones trained to watch for change, she said. It might be a planet drifting too close to one star, setting up a change that kills whole worlds. It might be a collision of stars. It might be a single planet shifting on its axis that sets off a wobble that will be felt across several neighboring galaxies. Yatnem goes on to explain that, as inhabitants within their shared galaxy, her people are part of the Council of Wisdom and Light, 
who work with shared knowledge about continuous patterns, shiftings, and endings. We take counsel together to help prepare for the great catastrophes, she said. We consult on pattern wisdom ranging from the small to the massive, and there is a pattern too in our communication from and between and among the stars. And this is how we have come together now in this extraordinary moment. We are here to speak to all the kings and queens and to all the wise ones and to all the keepers to bring this much-needed counsel. We have crossed the star roads and gathered you together because the wise among us have seen a disturbing change coming. It is a change in the pattern of events long watched, known and understood among our wise ones. When the pattern is in balance, change is gradual. When it is out of balance, change is sudden, said Yatnam. The change we foresee will be sudden. This is because of a growing imbalance in my home galaxy, said Brother Mulmul. A dark war is raging among my people, and it has split the continuum of peace across the known universe, shredding our reality until we no longer remember what it was like to live in peace. He looked at Yatnem, who nodded and then asked if any here understood what dark war meant. This is not something we have experienced in all the long generations of our people, said King Tig. But sadly, it is something our children's children will learn. They will, said Brother Mulmo. Because now that dark war is a part of the great pattern, its presence will weave itself into all parts of the pattern until it reaches this world. And when it comes, it will end your way of life and all that you now know. All around Sheree and her sisters, people were murmuring to each other in distress. I say to you, have courage, said King Tige. It is good to know what is coming. We have been waiting for this word, knowing we needed to prepare. He repeated the touchstone words and asked them to keep these words ever in their hearts. So now we have come to this moment long foreseen. And from this moment, the way we walk in the world will be different. For we are now on the pathways of ending, of closing and of transitioning to the next way of being for our mother, our duties, and our children. And in the days and months and years ahead, we will prepare ourselves, we will decide what can be saved, and we will make ourselves ready to meet what comes, said the king. He thanked the star cousins for their presence, and then asked the archmage to step forward. As children of this planet, 
We are familiar with cycles, said Archmage Dara. And as a people with memories so long, we can almost touch the moment the world was first made with our minds. We know the ways of beginning, the ways of being and becoming, the ways of waning, the ways of completing, and the ways of ending. He pointed to the cold, pale blue winter sky. And as the moon crests to full on this night, so do we acknowledge, with the ceremony to be held here, that we are cresting to full in our ways of being and becoming. And as this moon wanes in the days ahead, so do we know that we too are entering the ways of waning. And when we rise tomorrow, we begin the work of a people moving into these ways, and embracing these ways, and making ready for the ways of completion, and then of ending, that are to follow. Then Archmage Dara signaled the drummers, and they tapped the beat of the ending of the gathering. Then the Archmage, followed by the Druids, Yatnem, followed by the Star Cousins, King Tai and Queen Elastriona, followed by all the royal ones, walked in a procession, leading the rest of the gathering away from the wood chant. Before they reached the Rath, all the students of the Druid school and their teachers peeled away to gather in the meadow below the great forest. They were preparing for this night's full moon ceremony. At the Rath, all the royal ones and many of the people would go to the king's hall while the archmage and the star cousins and all the keepers would go to the house of the archmage. And along the way, small groups stepped away to huddle together and hug each other. Elil, an aide to the archmage, had stepped away at a nod from his master. He held his arms out to Teresa when he saw her, and she ran into them. Linnea and Charay were swarmed by a group of their friends, too, and Charay was so happy in that moment just to be with them. She let herself be jostled and pulled into hugs and held close, and like her friends, she let her tears flow. It's so weird, said Linnea's friend, Neve. Nothing's really changed. We're all going to get on with it and live our lives. We're not the ones who are going to be affected by all this. But our children will, said Linnea, or their children. And knowing that changes everything. Dear grandchildren, in the weaving of any pattern, there is a moment when the weave must turn in a new direction. And the weaving of the pattern we come to now in this story is in many ways not surprising to a surprising number of you. Perhaps what is most surprising is that what is happening now feels familiar. And the knowing you can feel in your bones that now the unraveling will only pick up speed and it will continue until the ending of all that you know about this reality. For the lessons lived in the ending of the age of the Tua Day are the same ones that may now be applied. And they are lessons that each of us, 
whether our memories are stirred or not, these are lessons that we may all now take to heart. Thank you for listening to Part 2 of When Worlds End. Part 3 of this six-part series will be posted during the new moon in February. If you enjoy these episodes and you're looking for more content like this more often, check out Stonesong Wisdom at katherinemathison.substack.com. <laughs>